episode 298 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, what do you got? You know, Elio, I, I really appreciate you agreeing to this emergency confessional. I, we, I should be referring to you as Father Elio. I do apologize for that. Um, but in, in, in my rage... In my rage, I don't have time for proper titles because now, now before I go off, because I've been waiting to go off. Yes, thank you. He actually has the religious garb that we introduced on uh, Ben's religious experience, and this is the perfect show to wear religious garments because this is. Probably the most confused that I've been um, from a WWE creative standpoint. You know, obviously I'm talking about uh, what happened at the end of SmackDown with uh, with Roman, Cody, and The Rock. You know, and we're going to give you, you know, everything that we usually do. You know, the Wrestling Week in Review... Uh, the wrestling roulette, but Father Elio, I, I have to confess to you, my friend, this show may very well sound very different because to be honest with you, you know, what happened on SmackDown at the, at the end of that show, to me, overshadows everything on TV um, this you know, this week. I didn't and really, I didn't like it. So I, I didn't like the way SmackDown ended. And I was reading online today a whole bunch of uh, articles on how fans are like uh, furious over what happened and how they, they're rallying for Rock to give Cody Rhodes his spot back. Well, you know, and, and I was reading an article um, earlier as well. Let me see if I can actually pull it up from my history. Um, and I can't believe because... I was, I, was, I saw even, I even saw one word said, uh, Rock pushing to win match against Roman Reigns. Why? Well, well, well to, and to be honest with you folks, if that actually happened, that would be the biggest creative blunder in quite a while. To me, um, very much comparable here, to... Here we go. Are you looking at me? Oh, hold on. Yeah. Here we go. Rock pushing to win WrestleMania 40 bout against Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. But, but it's just... If, if he actually does that, um, you know, this is going to be on par with Bray Wyatt... And uh, Goldberg from Saudi Arabia, or you know, Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, Helen Cell from from a creative standpoint several years ago. Okay, now I don't want to come on here ranting and raving like this is the big biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever seen. You know, I'm gonna stop watching wrestling. Blah blah blah. Pick it against yeah. WWE. That's yeah, we'll see. What, we'll, we'll, we'll see the following uh, week, <laughs> right? That yeah, that and that's not what that's not what this is. I don't want to come in here 
raging and whatever. Yes, we had a little bit of fun with the, you know, religious experience of me calling for a, um, calling for a conference with Father Elio. Thank you for dressing appropriately. Um, but, but really, um, we're going to break down, um, a lot of this, um, because I think it goes a lot deeper, um, than what we saw at the end of SmackDown last night. Um, we got into, we got into it a little bit on, uh, wrestling POV, um, last night and, um, definitely, uh, check us out over there as well. Um, with our boys uh, Tony Diaz and the $50 man Clay Cummings because uh, we really started to have uh, some really good conversation about um, The Rock and Roman and all the, you know, the WrestleMania implications and things like that. Now, granted, um, Tony was a little under the weather, so we, we there wasn't a lot of screaming and there wasn't a lot of rage. Uh, coming through um, because he had to take it easy, uh, which we certainly understand. And uh, on a personal note, Tony, I, I really hope you feel better. Man. We need you back at full energy and, uh, you know, saying what the fuck is wrong with Tony Khan's eyes with proper um, with, with, with proper intonation uh, on the show next week. So I'm looking forward to that and uh, feel better soon. But, but, um, but yeah, this is uh this is this is bad. Okay? Yep. I when uh when The Rock came out and his music hit, I have never been unhappy when The Rock's music hits. But I was absolutely floored. And, and not in a good way, because I am a massive fan of The Rock, but this right here, this is Goldberg-level bullshit, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. I I just, I have to be honest with you and, and call it like I see it. I am, we are not a um, WWE or AEW Pro podcast. We call everything... Uh, straight down the middle as we see it right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. So if you're ready for some truly uh, unfiltered and enlightening conversation from all sides of this, because believe it or not, I do understand those that may like this based on the fact that, you know, they've been teasing Rock versus Roman for years and stuff like that. And I understand uh, that perspective as well. So I don't want this to be a all around negative podcast. Um, it's just fa- Father Elio and I, um, you know, his uh, his Padwan, the Prophet Ben Pierce, just for this episode. Um, you know, I, I just, we have to have a very honest conversation here because I think that this could seriously backfire. Um, and um, and as, as Elio um, was reading earlier, um, off the air, we, he was showing me some, uh, some articles that he had seen earlier today 
um, you know, this could really backfire in a big way if The Rock um, follows through with what he's got going on. And with everything that happened this week, on screen and off, oh boy, WWE is not having a very good week this week. So, um, clap in, folks, because if you thought that intro was something, <laughs> you better get ready because I'm I'm gonna try to shut up so so Elio can get a word in edgewise here because I want to know what he has to say. But holy shit, strap yourselves in. Elio, take the floor before I get really pissed off. <laughs> All right, so my take on this. Yeah, we, we've been wanting to see this, but to have Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble and then you take it away from him, you put Rock in here. Why? You don't need to put Rock in here. Because what, you're going to wait till SummerSlam for Cody Rhodes to win and you're going to put the belt on uh, the Rock? Potentially, uh... yeah, it's just, and and no, I don't think there's a circumstance where it's justifiable to put the championship on the rock because look what happened the last time he had it, ironically, against CM Punk. Uh, right, right. I was, I was 13. thinking that, I was thinking that, I was thinking that last night. What happened the last time he did when he defeated CM Punk at the Rumble? Exactly. So, and coincidentally, if you guys go back and listen to the Pipe Bomb promo, um, a lot of what uh, CM CM Punk had to say about Dwayne, uh, The Rock Johnson, um, seems to be echoing true, especially today. Um, so this is a this is a very weird space to be in and um i feel kind of like really funny that our uh, intro music starts out kind of like a alternate universe thing because that's what i feel like i'm i'm in like i feel like I'm, i feel like this could be a massive backfire so i'm just, we're gonna, I'm just, do... gonna, I'm just gonna put it this way i like the rock but you're pissing me off right now yeah, and um, from a multitude of fronts. So, um, but before we get too, too deep, because I already took up a lot of time on this first recording, um, let me give you the rundown of what we got today, because we're going to try to do a, a traditional podcast as much as we can. And then I'll add in the extras that I found. Yes, we have the week in wrestling. Uh, encompassing everything, you know, ma- matches, all the, all the regular stuff. It's not just this, okay? Um, you know, this was the biggest news, but you're getting a full uh, episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We got Wrestling Roulette. Uh, we got all your all your favorites right here on episode 298 as we approach the uh, mountaintop of a rather cool milestone. They use that word entirely too much now in WWE, <laughs> but but, um, but for us, um, we are two episodes away from, from 300. episode three hundred. What? And, and to me, that is 
fucking amazing and we are so grateful and excited for you. Um, and thank you guys, man. Uh, and believe it or not, we're just getting started. Now, Ben, I have a question for you. Oh, go ahead. Do you have numbers? Because I keep telling you that, but I keep forgetting afterwards. Uh, I, I, after, because uh, we get talking about everything and I keep forgetting. So uh, you don't have yeah. to do it now at the end of the show. Yeah, I got it. All right, cool. So, so um, we're definitely going to have uh, some fun as we approach um, a very cool time frame, uh, both in WrestleMania season and for the podcast. Uh, in general, now um, I think the um, I think we can actually get at least one uh, show, and we have nine minutes left on this recording. Um, so I, 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 I was thinking, hold on, because I was gonna, I was gonna, I want to put them all together. I don't want to like just like put one show before you go into commercial. So today's I'm gonna. Do this. Today's February third, right? Uh, yes, it is. And on February third, nineteen eighty nine, we had the main event where Hulk Hogan uh, and where the Mega Powers uh, finally uh, exploded and leading Trust Mini Five. Well, Ben, there were only two matches on that show, with the other one being Hercules, with the other one being Ted DiBiase defeating Hercules. However. There were other matches that were taped before those ones, and, and I have the li- I, I have the list in front of me. Absolutely. So we had Andre the Giant defeating Jake the Snake Roberts. The Rougeau brothers defeated the Hart Foundation with special guest referee Brother Love. Oh God. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Greg Hammer Valentine in an Intercontinental title championship match. Demolition defeated Power Supreme by disqualification in a tag team championship match. The Brain Busters defeated the Rockers. Uh, Brutus Beefcake versus Mr. Perfect ended in a double disqualification. And in a flag match, Jim Duggan defeated Dino Bravo. Oh, they did a flag match with Jim Duggan. How fitting. <laughs> Jesus. That's hilarious. And now I was going to, you know, before the show, I was I was looking through New Japan. You're in for a whole lot of fun for in New Japan because I was looking at the schedule. Dude, oh, I, have the resu- I have the results for... Uh, one of them that we're going to get into on um, after the break. However, I have the schedule in front of me, and let me just pull this up real quick. Now, these are not, this is like serious. Like, the road to the new beginning goes from January 21st to February 10th. Right. right. Then we have the new beginning in Osaka, which takes place on February 11th. Then we have the CMLL Fantastica Mania going from February 12th to the 19th. Speaking of CMLL, folks, that, believe it or not, that actually ties into our uh, week in wrestling on the AEW side of things. So um, see how everything ties together on this show, like a nice little bow. 
And then we have the new beginning in Sapporo, February 23rd to the 24th. The anniversary event on March 6th. Then from there we have the New Japan Cup that runs from March 7th to March 20th. Oh my God, it's so long. The Road to Sakura Genesis that runs from March 30th to April the 5th. Then Sakura Genesis takes place on April 6th. Windy City Riot, which will have featured Mustafa Ali's match, is on April 12th. Then we have the Road to Dontaku that goes from April 20th to the 27th. And then we have the Wrestling Satsuma no Kuni on the 29th. Then the Road to Dontaku continues April 30th to May 2nd. And Dontaku takes place on May 3rd. And that is your the entire New Japan schedule. Well, um, that was very thorough. Thank you, Professor Elio Canella. My God. He's, I mean, he's a, he's I, a pastor. It. He's a pastor. He's a professor. He's an encyclopedia. He's a master of all trades, jack of all trades, ladies and gentlemen. But you, but you see, you see, you see, see on New Japan, like, they run series. They don't do, like, one day they're in one, in one city, another day they're in another city. They run all these together in a series. But I, I kind of like that because that, that yeah. makes it very different from the American style of wrestling. Yeah. So that's why, that's why kind of refreshing. That. That's what I'm oh. saying. Like, I, I like the way this works. Like, they run it in series. Absolutely. Um, and uh, that actually is a perfect opportunity for us to take our first break. And um, hopefully that intro wasn't too long-winded. But, my God, do we have a show for you. Uh, stay right there. You do not want to miss what we have coming up tonight. All right, and we are back. And Ben, I told you that I was bringing New Japan into this show because it's just fun watching these shows. I love watching New Japan. Yeah, well, I'm really starting to get into it with you, so I'm glad you um, you uh, suggested it and brought it along to the show. And, uh, you know, because really, I mean, I... Prior to this, I really hadn't been exposed to New Japan very much. It was kind of cool for me. And to and today's February third, so the last uh, show they had took place on Thursday, February the first. It was the road to the new beginning from the Nagano Prefectural Budokan in Nagano, Japan. And Ben, here we go with the first match. It's a tag team match. What a shocker, playa. <laughs> With Shoma Kato and Bolton Oleg defeating Katsuya Murashima and Togi Makabe. Now, I've seen, I don't know if you've seen Togi Makabe, um, but the, the guy with the blonde hair, he wears, cha- he wears chains to the ring. I think, I think I saw him once, yeah. That, that guy's been in New Japan for like forever, it seems. He, he's, uh, he's really, he's one of the, my favorites there. The second match, we had a six-man tag match. It's Toriyanu, Yoshihashi, Nelta Sprout, defeating Yujiro Takahashi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Sho. Ben, can you guess what the third match is? 
A tag team match. A six-man tag team match. <laughs> With Dick Togo, Ren Narita, and Evo defeating Yo Tomoaki Hanma and Shota Yumino. Then we, our next one was a six-man tag team match with Taiji Ishimori, Chase Good Owens, God. and Kenta defeating Jado, El Fantasmo, and Hikaleo. Then in the fifth match, we had an eight-man tag match with the team of Kosei Fujita, Shane Hayes, Mikey Nichols, and Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Tiger Mask, Rasuki Taguchi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And then in the sixth match, it was uh, Bullet Club Wolf Dog. Wolf Dog. No, Bullet Club. Uh, oh, fuck. War Dogs. War Dog. Bullet Club War Dogs defeating Caleb Newman, uh, Francesco Kiewit and TJP, and Hanari and Jeff Cobb. And then in the seventh Jeff, match. Jeff Cobb was on the losing team? Yes, sir. That's weird. Then in the seventh match, we had Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Yoda Suji, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsun Nido defeating Takamishinoku, Doki, Yuya Mura, Taichi, and Sonata. And that was the main event of uh, for uh, Thursday's show. So, Ben, uh, what do you think we get into Monday Night Raw? What do you have? All right, very good. So uh, let's start with the high point, shall we? Um, if my computer, here it is, thank God. My computer decided to freeze for a second. Um, so. Stop doing that, Ben's computer. This, this, <laughs> it, this is a high point and a low point. You know, CM Punk, uh, you know, announcing that he is out and going to miss um wrestlemania um 40 with the with the torn tricep that sorry go on go on i'll uh, say what i see after yeah that in and of itself is an absolute low point massive hit to the um to the wrestlemania 40 card um people are going to use that as an excuse for what happened uh, last night, but don't let the, don't let them fool you. CM Punk has nothing to do with what happened last night. And 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 let me see, let me see this. Okay. Yeah. See, this injury is a real injury. Okay, so I don't want to hear all you stupid fans out there saying it's a work, it's a work. Okay, so I was on TikTok and I saw a video of Punk and Road Cody Rhodes backstage. They were having a moment backstage uh, where they were talking. Yeah, and and everyone in the comment section was uh, saying, "Well, this is a work." I'm like, you know, injuries do happen, and one of them's like, injuries do happen, but this is a work. I'm like, you know what? Sit down and go, just go sit down and read a book. Yeah. So, but so the news that. But then they, know, then they get then they get mad at you when you tell them that they're wrong. Uh, well, of course they do because they're yeah. social media nimrods. Yep. That's why, that's why I'm never on it other than to promote the podcast. And do I put my opinions on social media about wrestling? Very rarely. Why? Because I don't want to deal with the Nimrods. Yep. Go ahead. Um, so, so 
So the actual injury that was the low point, but the content of the promo that was a that was a high point. Uh-huh. Um, you know what he had to say about his friend with cancer and stuff. That was that was a cool shout out. We certainly hope that um, Chad Gilbert is doing better, and um, you know. You, you know, and that's the other thing about, oh, it's a work. They mentioned a guy with cancer, okay? It's not a work. Fuck you. Exactly. Like, like really? Um, and, um, and so, so, the, and so that covers about the, um, about the opening. So, it, in ring wise, I would say the opening match with, uh, Judgment Day and Finn, Judgment Day and DIY. That was a high point. Um, you know, we kind of know that DIY is not going to win the tag team titles at this point, but I'm kind of digging um, their more serious presentation. Keep the theme um, music. I hate that theme they have. I do too, but I love oh I, I love the, the crowd's reaction to them. Yeah. So. Um, and um, and that that was just an absolutely awesome match. Um, the uh, what's the next high point was? Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Gunther. Um, his name is Walter. You fucking idiots. Um. You know, once again, once again, you you kind of know that Kobe has no chance. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. I, I was reading one thing. This has to do with um the with a uh, SmackDown, but like because I guess because tag teams, I don't think the draft or whatever is even a thing at this point, right? We've seen uh, people go between both brands, right? Yeah. Did you know they changed Humberto Carrillo's name again? No. They're calling him Belto. Oh, fuck right <laughs> off. I, I, I hate the... this shit. <laughs> I, I, just saw, I just saw that today, earlier today. Sean, cut the bullshit, pal. <laughs> you know, fuck right off. Seriously? Okay. Um, moving on, uh, and then the next high point was Drew McIntyre and uh, Seth Rollins. Drew McIntyre also had a great role in the CM Punk promo, which contributed to the high point part, which I didn't mention earlier. So the uh, low points, pretty much everything else. Uh, you know, it's just... The stuff with Nia Jax and, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see Nia versus Rhea. It, oh, how do I? I? I'm really hoping it's it's Rhea and Becky. That's what it needs to be. So the fact that they're teasing Rhea and uh, Nia is a little bit nerve-wracking. Yep. Uh, but they, it needs to be Becky and Rhea. Please. Just good God. Um, and, make the uh, right make make the right matches. Otherwise, you're gonna have a lot of upset fans at you. Well, and we're WWE. seeing 
we're seeing that all over social media today. Um, I would also, um, I would also give a low point to, um, let me keep scrolling. Uh, did I say the Kabuki Warriors versus Tegan Knox and Natalia? Nope, but I have that on my low points. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, no, please make it stop. Um, and, and it just, I, I and I really like the Kabuki Warriors, and we'll get into this, into them more on SmackDown. Um, I, but I gave I gave one to Piper, Chelsea, and uh, Sheena and Zoe. Yes, and that was my next that was my next low point. But that's all. Hey, I but, had. but they they gave Samantha Irvin her unique intros back. <laughs> that and I didn't catch that. Surprisingly yeah, enough. She, but that's awesome. Because cause that, that makes Chelsea Green a little bit unique. And, you know, Chelsea Green, you know, this, this gimmick that she, or this tag team with, with Piper, is it my favorite? No. But Chelsea Green is severely underrated. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just severely. Yep. She could very easily be at the top of the card with. Rhea and Becky and and all of them, you know. I, I and quite frankly, I don't understand why she's not. I feel like she's the female Santino Morella, and it's just I don't get it. So, but uh, what did you what did you have for the rest of Raw? No, uh, the high points had same as you. I I added the Cody uh, promo and I added the. Kofi and uh, Walter match and Bronson J. Uso and uh, the Drew McIntyre uh, Sami Zayn. Okay, cool. Um, oh Jesus! So I, uh, I, go on. Yeah, yeah. So for NXT now, I know we have low points for this, um, because. You and I were discussing them via via uh, instant message back and forth. So I I've actually... got I've got an XC for you here. Yes, I'll take this for you because right. I have seen so much shit that nothing surprises me anymore. Damn it! Well, th- this one surprised you, even though even though I warned you about it because you. Yes. you followed up with me after I got out of the yes. after I got out of the gym. On uh, on uh, on Monday or on Friday. Basically, the, the only only thing I could pick out was, um, the I think it was a Trick and Mellow and the LWO match. Other everything else yeah. was crap. Okay, yeah. and let's start with the crap. Roxanne, Tina <laughs> Paxley, Lola Vice, Lecter Lopez. That was a mess with the way they just. Uh, they just tumbled out of the ring through the middle ropes. Who was that bullshit? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> then we have freaking Richard Holland and Lexus King. Uh, you know what? I'm not liking this Lexus King uh, run, the way they're booking him. They're, it's they're weird. Trying. They're trying, but it's I don't just know if it's weird. It's just weird. They made that whole you think it's the booking, or do you think it's him? 
I think it's the booking, but I think it's like the character of what yeah, he's supposed to be. I don't understand. That, that's, and that's where I'm leaning. I think the character's bad. Because when he was in MLW and when he was in AEW, he was himself. Be yeah. yourself. Why you gotta give him a character that no one even knows what it's supposed to be? Yeah, exactly. Next low point. The Chase U segment, even though but, no, thank I, you. The the ladies of Chase U. What what ladies? Who were they? Who were the ladies that they brought out? Because I I don't understand unless unless they were the NIL program from the NIL program. But still, it doesn't matter. It sucked. Stop it. Yes, it did. Okay, and and a, a, a swimsuit calendar is gonna is gonna save you from from a tuition scandal in 2024. Really? And, and, and okay. this is not, this is not St. Bed Bell. Stop it, okay? And yeah, you know but, what? But honestly, honestly, if Kelly Kapowski was on the calendar. Right, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, well, stop it. <laughs> but, okay. You know what? Give me the bravado chase. I want Harlem bravado. I want the bravado brothers. Even though I don't know if Lancelot is even in in anymore, but bring back Harlem bravado. Give him a singles run because he's good. I've seen yeah, him in evolve. But, he, but he's not. He's not good as as Andre Chase. But that's another example. It's it's the same thing as Lexus K. We're not saying that, that Brian Pillman Jr. is bad. We're saying Lexus We're, King, the character, yeah. is bad. Yes, and it's the same thing with, with Andre Chase. Yes. And then we have Fallon Henley and Ariana Grace. I don't care. Ariana Grace needs work. I like really? Ariana Grace, but I don't like the character. She needs a lot of work in the ring. Yeah, and the, and the beauty pageant gimmick. Uh, yeah, and last one I have, Von Wagner and Noam Dar. <laughs> okay, so here here's the thing, and and my question for you is this, and the pronunciation of the name was hilarious. Yes. What What's your question? But uh, is it just me? Or is does Noam Dar have the same match all the time? All the time. It's the like, only it, he reminds you of Zack Sabre Jr. Only Zack Sabre Jr. is good. Yeah, I know. Like Noam Dar is a good wrestler, but like it's the same match every t- every single time. Yeah, like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. With Zack Sabre Jr. is good, but like his matches are different every time. It's never the same. Yeah. Um, well, and it, but it would help also to get him away from the Heritage Cup stipulation. Stop. And um, you know, and also to be honest with you, the metaphor sucks. And and I'm I'm sorry. When did Cheetah Parker decide to jump from metaphor to OTM? What? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's uh, that makes so sense. That, that makes about as much sense as Scripps deciding to be a thug when I thought he was an internet hacker. Right? But I, I thought the gimmick was he was an internet hacker. And and I, I think I told you the story. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Based on what? 
based on the the promos that he was cutting. With, with, yeah, but, with, with the altered voice and the and the vignettes and shit. Yeah, um, and you know, and you know where they got that that idea. Where's that? From the performance center stalker. So yeah. they decided to put that into a storyline and have him being uh, that. Yeah, well, let me tell you something, ladies and gents, it didn't work. So, but, but why? But why is Reggie and Reggie in and of himself is sucks in and of himself? But at least it's Red. Like Reggie's not a character. He's not doing the fucking you know circus LA shit, you know. But um, I, <laughs> I fans, this is, this is why Ben gives me NXT because he gives him a massive headache. Him being him being a thug is it is about as convincing as as me playing a fucking you know non-disabled individual. I it it's it's nonsensical. It's like me. It's like me coming up to any any one of you listening to this show in my wheelchair and saying, "No, I'm not disabled. No, I'm, I'm oh. not." Oh my god! Okay, Ben, I'm I'm reading up on a script. Like, like his inch, he's pretty interesting, Ellie. So he played football and basketball with circus as a side hobby. Oh God! <laughs> apparently, he joined the gang, a gang called the Crips from the fifty hundred GST. Okay. Well, it what well, if he was actually part of the Crips? I mean, they're they're legit, but Jesus Christ! Yeah, but uh, that's all. He only has WB and NXT. That's it. He was ranked number four ninety of the in the PWI five hundred and twenty two. What? Four hundred and ninety. What name? Yes, he was the PWI five hundred. Um. Well, let me ask you something, sir. Because I've appeared in wrestling segments before in, in 2022. Did oh, I hold mean? on, hold on. Speaking of that, I'm curious to see. Go on, I'm curious to see when he was ranked last year. Go ahead. Um, did I make the PWI 500? Did any of my <laughs> friends on the Independents who kick some serious fucking ass make the PWI 500? By, by the way, I, I mean... Check the PWI, but I'm being facetious and and quite serious at the same time. But check check the check the um rankings for for names like TJ Sykes for for names like Shane Malice. You, you know what? You know. you know what? Let me let me actually do that. I'm uh, while we're on here. You want to do what? that? Yeah. I have it in like, front of me. I have it in front of me. Yeah. It, it's like what. What are we doing here? Like I, what? Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord, Stanley Kubrick. You know, 
and, and what are we doing? And on the on the women's side, on the women's side of things, you know, we got we got some some damn good women coming up too. I mean, it, you know, it's just now Ben. I'm serious. Go on, go on. Give me the first name. Oh, uh, TJ Sykes. S S Y, right? Uh, yeah. Nope, not seen him on here. Well, that sucks. He should be. The Red Prince TJ Sykes. Look him up, folks. You know, this this list. So, by the way, I couldn't find scripts unless I'm not even looking at that. But then again, I don't really care. Fuck that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Does that all we have for NXT? Yes. All right, let's go to AEW. Okay, so Tony gets upset and typically doesn't want to cover AEW, and I and I get and I get that, okay, because lately AEW is, is hard for me to watch. It it really is. Now, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you because I always am. And, you know, from a wrestling perspective, you guys know me very well. Um, personally, I, I keep some, some of that shit under wraps. But wrestling perspective and where I stand, I'm very transparent. Um, NXT is always going to be at the bottom of the barrel for me until they change this. So I, I'll, take, I'll take Dynamite over over NXT any day. I'm sorry. Um that's just my that's just my opinion. Uh if you feel differently, that's fine. Um I I have no problem. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna call you stupid. It's it's the same thing with, with the rock. If you if yeah. you're excited about the rock and Roman Reigns, I am not gonna call you stupid. I I get it. You know, from a marquee perspective, you know it's it's the bigger match. Does yeah, it make we're not, sense? We're not fanboys. We don't do does that. It make, does it make sense? No, not at all. There's not one iota of, of sense um, with with the Rock coming in on this year's you know um, Road to WrestleMania. I mean, holy shit! I I don't know, but um, but in in terms of NXT, it's absolutely at the bottom of the barrel. Now, in terms of um, now in terms of uh, AEW, um, I have so many tabs open. Why do I have so many tabs open? I must I'm I must take doing this podcast very seriously. I have so many articles and. All sorts of research, and you know, I can't. Man, I, what I, I, I have a question. How many high points do you have for AEW? Um, I probably have like one. I have zero. <laughs> well, and and we're gonna we're gonna get into that because I'm I'm confused, but I I wanna I wanna do this seriously. I I don't wanna I don't wanna like throw it away. No, I know, I know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm being serious. I have zero high points. This show is confusing to me. So, 
So from a match perspective, strictly uh, in-ring work, a high point was Hangman Page versus Toa Leona. Okay. And it made sense for Toa Leona to be uh, Swerve Strickland's hand-picked opponent for Page because they are in the mobile embassy together. And when things m- make sense, even something small like that, uh, I'm, I'm for that. And, and the... Um, and actually, the, I'll, uh, actually I'll, I'll, I'll give that one, that match on the, the high point because and, I, I do like Toa Leona. And, and the athleticism that Toa Leona showed in that match, I mean... A, a big guy shouldn't. I mean, it's cliche at this point, but it's really true. A big guy should not be able to move the way he moved in that match. So yep. shout out to both of them, because um, I really did think that was a high point. Now, low point wise, well, let me uh, let me um, just start from the top. Wardlow versus Commander. Ugh. I don't get this Commander guy. I really don't. Uh, well, I know I don't either, and I don't even know where to start with that. Okay, um, but but I've said this from the beginning about Wardlow. Okay, I think he's been very very hurt by this the start and stop booking. And I think he was very hurt by, uh, you know, the double or nothing, um, you know, just disaster um, a couple um, years ago. Um, or it might've been all out. I think it was double or nothing though. Um, with MJF. With MJF talking about, you know, no showing or whatever. Um but uh, anyway, um, it, we always see the same match with Wardlow, always with jobbers. And I feel like Wardlow is more talented than this. But here, but here's the thing. Did you see? I really think that Wardlow's leg got, got hurt at the end of that match because as he's delivering the last powerbomb, you know, in his power bomb symphony, you could see his leg give out. You know, and it's like, but but why is he in there for five and a half minutes with Commander anyway? If you're gonna do a squash match again, just do a squash match. I mean, Jesus, what the fuck? You know, is, is this the best you have for for Undisputed Kingdom? Jesus, I mean, what are we doing here? And and, and Chris Chris Jericho and Kyle Fletcher, excuse me. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say it was a bad match, um, because I'm actually a big uh fan based off what I've seen from uh Kyle Fletcher, um, but um, but you know, it's just. You know what? What do these people have to do with each other? I I, I don't I, I don't understand it. 
Right. And, um... Kyle Flood, no, 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 never mind, never mind. That's how he opened. I was thinking freaking uh, 2.0, never mind. Go ahead. So, and then, okay, okay. Remember how I said that that Toa Leona as, as Hangman Page's opponent made sense because of his yes. affiliation with Swerve and the Mobile yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, here, here we go, and now it's time for Hangman Page to pick Swerve Strickland's opponent based off the This made no sense. Exactly. This is where I'm going. <laughs> Elio knows exactly where I'm going with this. Like, as, as, soon, as soon as I heard Swerve, uh, Adam Page say, you're going to have to wait the whole effing show, I'm like, oh my god, they're not going to do <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> You know, and, 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 and check this out, right? Because, once again, I am a massive fan of Rob Van Dam. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll take Rob Van Dam over Jeff Hardy. In, from an in-ring perspective, from an entertainment perspective, I mean, I've always been a, you know, I've always been an RVD guy. You know, pardon the PCW pun. Um, but, um, but what the hell? And then, <laughs> and then, you know, Hook comes out to save his Uncle Rob. Because don't forget, Taz made it very clear the last time Uncle Rob was on TV that, oh my that Hook calls oh, Uncle Rob. <laughs> so, so as, as he's chasing away, um, you, you know, whoever was trying to get the jump on um, RVD, I didn't. I, who cares? Make it um, stop. Make it stop. But, but Make it but, stop. But Rob is just like, you know, he's staring at Hook. Didn't oh. want to play with this guy. Oh. <laughs> and then. Uh, and I'm, I'm sitting there in, in stunned disbelief. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm half expecting Samoa Joe to burst out laughing sitting on commentary. Because it's like, what the fuck is this shit? And, I, and would the Taz look like he was going to cry again? Because that was what he looked like the last time Joe was on commentary. When Joe was like, who raised that animal in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Okay, I, but I, there's one thing I do have to say, and this confuses me. They do this with the new Japan guys. They introduce CML, CMLL guys and give no explanation who they are, why they're there. Why would they attack yes, John Moxley for no reason? But that was, and I've been saving that because I was going match by, I was going match by match. We typically do high points or low points, but oh, I was, my bad. Kind, I was kind of, go, but I hey, go ahead. Never mind. I, I, I'm going to cut that part out. Don't worry about that. But um, <clears throat> there was nothing. You know, the only thing that that makes sense from a story perspective. Other than what I've already talked about is Diana Perrazzo and Taya Valkyrie with the with the tattoos and their friendship and all that stuff, and and you know, 
this feud is kind of entertaining, and I'm, I've always been a fan of both ladies. I'm not. A, I'm still not a fan of, of Tony Storm the character, but you know, but I'm a, I'm a fan of this. So at least they got her involved in uh-huh, something but, now. But, but Tony Storm is funny on commentary. There are times where she is funny. Yes, yeah. yes. Tony Storm is incredible. She's she's making it work the best she can with the character. But but and more power to her. But my yeah. God, it's got to be difficult. <laughs> I because because you know I've been very honest on this show about the I don't the one, like the character. The, 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 the one the one part I find really annoying is so is switching from black and white to color to black and white like during her segments. Yeah, I mean, you know, and once again, not to make a medical joke, but, you know, if, don't, don't watch her segments if you have, uh, you know, epilepsy. Jesus. Uh, that, that, that's like watching WWE uh, with the, when they were doing the shaky camera and the quick camera clips. I, I used to put my arms in front of my face to make it stop. Hey, Kevin, how are you enjoying the unemployment <laughs> line, you stupid bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you fever too, Bucky bitch. <laughs> Can we get Bruce out of there next, please? Please, I, I beg of you. Where, where's the petition? Where do I sign? So I guess uh, we should uh, go into commercial before we get into the rest of AEW. Okay. Because we have like three minutes before we get the producer oh, oh, takes oh. us off. No, no, I, I can, we can get through the CML oh. stuff in three minutes. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But I just had to mention it. So I was saving this till the end of AEW to because this is a low play in and of itself. Elio and I know who the CML guys are because they show up on New Japan, and you know we recently watched the New Japan pay per view, and some of these guys were on there. But, you know, the American audience at large, much like I did until very recently, doesn't have very much knowledge, if any, of the New Japan product. And did, so, you know that, did you know that Mystical was there? Yeah. Yeah, See, the original Sin Cara. That's the only one I knew. Who, I, don't even, I didn't know who the other guys were. And, um, and you know, but I'm like, the fuck? Why, I mean, why are they attacking John Moxley? And, and I'm willing to bet you commentary was just as confused. I mean, I mean, I was waiting for security to, to get ready to stop him. I, like, I, like, I just, I, I just thought of something. I, give me, give me, a, I might actually look this up uh, during the break. But then... But, uh, that made absolutely no sense, folks. I mean, no. like, I, like I was getting ready to say, I at um, Battle in the Valley, um, when uh, Jack Perry made his surprise appearance, um, security was legitimately confused and went to stop him for a second because they weren't sure. And then it was clarified that he was part of the show, so they let him go. I... Uh, I was expecting security to try to stop these guys because, you know, good luck trying to find a mass audience that knows who these people are outside of the, outside of, uh, you know, 
Japan. I don't know. Ben? Yeah. I'm looking up CMLL Fantasticomania, which takes place on February 12th. I yeah. couldn't tell you who these guys are, but there's a lot of CMLL guys on this card. I don't, I only know of, I've only ever heard of a few of the names. Mystical is going to be there in the main event. Yes, well, um, then we're not alone, but um, we'll be right back as we recover from our confusion from AEW. And we are back. Ben, do we, do we have anything else from AEW? No, thank God. <laughs> and now, folks, we that get into... to SmackDown. We get into the good stuff, but it's also the very bad. Okay? Oh and, and Elio... You know, I often joke with you about, you know, you you startling me or, you know, particularly your mother startling me based off my that one incident. By the way, are your knees okay? <laughs> well, well, yes, my, my kneecaps are, are okay, but, okay, but I can assure you Cody Rhodes are not because if you... If, have you have you ever seen a movie where somebody gets kneecapped? Do you know what that is? You have like from behind, right? The behind the leg, like the like, like the, block. Yeah, they get shot in the no, they get shot in the in the back of the leg. Okay. In the back of, or like in the front of the knee or the back of the leg, and okay. that's when that's called getting kneecapped, and then they they. Fall over. There's a there's a famous there's a famous scene uh, between um, Jamie Fox and Samuel L. Jackson's characters in Django Unchained. But by the way, if you're uncomfortable with a time period portrayal of racism, you might not want to watch that movie. But it, it, there's a prime example of knee, getting kneecapped in that movie. Um, but that that's what happened to. Cody Rhodes and the um, and the WrestleMania 40 main event terrible on SmackDown uh, um, last night, and um, you know it's actually kind of good that um, I I was able to hold my. Uh, you know, my rage in, I, I, I don't think I was entirely successful, but I think I did a good job for, for Tony's sake. Um, you know, we were trying to stay calm and stuff because he was very, uh, very tired, um, based off of some stuff he was dealing with. Um, but, um, but we don't have to stay calm on this uh, podcast but yep. in the middle of our justified rage um we are going to back it up with facts we are not shooting blanks on this podcast we come locked and loaded with knowledge not bullshit or fanboy you know <laughs> <laughs> what no we're, gonna, we're coming at you. Our criticism is valid. Just like anyone's feelings, I know. Hear us out. And by the end of it, 
do it do with it what you please okay so elio sir i'm you take take the floor take however long you want whether it's five minutes 20 minutes give me your take on any angle you want from or any and all angles you want from Cody getting taken out of Mania, the Rock and put in, the Rock putting himself in, the whole TKO thing, the Vince McMahon thing, how how the Rock fits into all of it this week in wrestling. Take it away. I okay. So I like the Rock. I'm a fan of the Rock, but this Rock is. It's really making me mad because you build up the Royal Rumble, the series Royal Rumble, and everyone thought Steam Punk was going to win. Then he goes out with an injury during the match. So you have Cody Rhodes win. Cody Rhodes is going to go to WrestleMania. By, by then, the way, I predicted Cody Rhodes was going to win. Just all right, time. okay, so just stop. But we know ahead, you're for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And, uh, and for all you Seinfeld fans, if you don't know, if for all you fans out there, you don't know that is, go look up Seinfeld. Great show. Even, even, even I, even I know what, even I know what that is. Okay. Yada yada yada, Ben. All right. <laughs> so, Cody wins Rumble, supposedly going on to WrestleMania. Yet. Here comes The Rock. Why do you put The Rock in? You take it away from Cody Rhodes, take away his match against Roman Reigns, and now you have a whole bunch of angry fans who are going online telling The Rock to give Cody his spot back. Because this is like a year too late, and I was also reading that Rock wanted to save this match for, for even longer. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure that we're not gonna care if you save it longer than. I mean, you already saved it one year. Now you want to save it yet another year? We already don't care this year. Yeah, and well, and, and um, well, I, I'm saying quiet. You just say it. Just say everything you want to say. I'm listening. So. That no, well, that's really like my take, and like just like uh, wrapping it all up. I just think that uh, Rock versus Roman last year is what everyone wanted to see. We didn't get it. Then he comes back this year, and everyone's mad because they don't want to see it. Then I read that he wants to save it for next year. Well, we we couldn't care even more if by that that point. We don't want to see it. It's already passed now. Well, that and the, all of that is very good points. Now, from now, my argument is going to be very analytical, very business uh, oriented, uh, very straightforward. Okay, from multitude of angles. Let's take it from what. First of all, let's take it purely from what we saw on TV uh, and and what has been 
what has been building with Cody all year, but specifically what we saw on SmackDown last night. Okay? So, so as we mentioned in the beginning of the show when I went on my, my first rant, um, you know, the, the rod comes out and I'm just, like, stupefied. But I was I was stupefied before The Rock even came out. I was stupefied when when Roman was was cutting his promo to start. That that was good heel work, but from a story perspective, it was pissing me off because because here you have. You're very, you're like, you're dismissing Seth Rollins as a, a second-rate champion. You're making fun of him because with all of his injuries, you're doing the gimpy walk, which I already kind of have a problem with being disabled. People use that to make fun of me, but that's wait, not what this wait. is. Wait, is, 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 is that the way he walks up to? Is that like uh, the when uh, he walks up to the ring the way he does? I, I don't. Is that, what Roman, is that what Roman was doing? Because you know how Seth Rollins walks out to the ring with that weird walk. Yeah, well, he Roman Roman was doing it because Rollins has always said that he carries Raw on his on his back and on his oh, knee okay. that was given out. So that's what he was doing. But you could also make the, the argument. But but overall, it was just it was just bad. But my my argument here is that why why are we bearing Seth Rollins to open a promo where you're supposed to talk about Cody? So already, already it sounds like you're pushing Cody to uh, it. It sounds like you're pushing Cody to, to to. to go with Rollins anyway, just like Rollins was was pushing uh, Cody on Raw, but you're do- but you're doing it in a way that completely dismisses, uh, you know, Rollins' accomplishments and and yes, it did its job in terms of putting uh, putting Reigns over as a heel. I get all that, but just the way that it it came off. Um, you know, in in terms of just dismissing uh, everything about Rollins, was just was just bad, right? And so, uh, in in terms of in terms of Roman versus Cody, I'm already getting a bad feeling from from that because it sounds like uh, well, what I just said, um, and then. And then Cody starts talking, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Because this, the second I hear that, I'm like, "Here comes the Rock." And I knew we should have known that that was going to happen immediately because, um, because of the Rock taking um, taking over on the TKO. Board of Directors from from Vince. Now let me pause 
from from that from the creative side really from or from the negative side real quick and 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 jump over to to the business side of things okay because i think it's very important that we that we bring up this this topic because i don't think a lot of fan driven podcasts are going to bring up this aspect of it i find it very convenient that just days after the rock gets named as a member of the board on TKO that he comes out and WrestleMania just gets tossed on its head. Yes, yes, CM Punk is injured. Yes, Rollins is is um in question. Yes, the WrestleMania card is in trouble. Yes, this match is a way to generate interest. And quite frankly, it, it it is a way, and it has succeeded in getting us talking about something that isn't Vince related, because um, because that's all that people have been talking about. Um, you know what I read? Yeah, I was reading. Someone someone said this is just a distraction uh, to keep to keep us away from uh, the whole Vince uh, mess. Well, well, and partially, I think that's exactly right. Um, you know, but I think I think all of the Cody and and stuff. I think The Rock used this as an excuse to uh, to put himself over because just weeks ago he was saying I want to push it back another year, and then this shit comes out with Vince. And then, because remember, he was posing with Vince before this shit comes out, came out just days later. He was that's posing. What I was, that's, with, that, that's what I was just saying. How he saved another year. Fans already don't care now. They're not. They're gonna care even less next year. Yeah, and, and the fact and the fact that you're doing it this year now, and you're pretty much. Cucking Cody, that, that was what you're doing, because the way Cody was made to look, it, it's the same thing I said on Wrestling POV um, last night. He was made to look like, hey, uh, you know, something, something, uh, something bigger than me is is going on, so. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta give my opportunity to Daddy. You know, he, he, um, he was made to look like Nick Wayne. He was made to look like, like, um, you know, The Rock's bitch. Pretty like it, it, the way it came off was just atrocious. Because the work that Cody was doing before, before The Rock came out. And telling us the reason why he wanted, um, why he wanted uh, Rollins' title, that that was that was all great because you could argue that that you know Rollins. I disagree with this argument, but you could argue that Rollins' title is part of the lineage of the title that 
Um, Dusty Rhodes briefly held was taken away from him and isn't recognized in, in the history books, right? Because some people argue that that this belt is an extension of the lineage of the big gold belt, right? I disagree with that, okay? I think that this, that this belt, talking about the one that Seth Rollins holds, the World Heavyweight Championship, is a new title now, and the only lineage it has is Seth Rollins, which makes it invaluable or or I shouldn't I shouldn't say that word um which makes it not relevant at all to Cody um so from that perspective it's it's stupid um you know and and the rock came in after that after after Cody was was making all these good points and so Cody leaves the ring like a little bitch, you know, like a puppy with 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 the tail tucked between his legs, like, and and I felt I felt horrible for the guy. Did you see? Did you see the the expression on his face as he's as he's you know, you know, hugging the rock as the rock puts his hand out to him. I mean, he looked, Cody looked like he was about to cry. It, it, you can't tell me Cody's on board with this shit. Right. And, and I'm not even blaming Triple H for this because, because I think The Rock has more power than Triple H does now. Being, being part of TKO. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know... And and you know, in, in all fairness to I'm not saying this in, in fairness to the rock because I personally think that this discussion is, is bullshit and I think um you know so I'm making my position very clear. I think that the rock versus Roman now, given what we have going on with Cody, I think it's complete horseshit. Personally and professionally for Cody and the WWE in its entirety. Um, now, from a business um, perspective, from a money perspective, it is um, a bigger marquee match, uh, but they are completely going against what they've said the entirety of the WrestleMania season up until a few weeks ago when when um, The Rock came out and cut his promo with... Uh, Jinder Mahal and did the whole head of the table thing. Even back then, I was like, okay, um, well, they're going to set it up for next year, similar to like what they did with WrestleMania 27 going into 28 with The Rock and John Cena. That's what I thought they were doing. That's why I wasn't hitting the the panic button on the podcast uh, when The Rock came back on Raw. Um you know, th- this this whole thing um, is, is a clusterfuck from so many angles. And realistically, folks, I could sit here for, for two hours and and have a and have a very uh, deep conversation with you um, on how bad of a decision that this could be um, financially for. 
um, WWE. I mean, you're already seeing. We could always, uh, we could always have the 48-hour marathon. I mean, I mean, I don't want that, but I mean, I mean, that that's how bad of a decision. I have right? to mess with you, Ben. But that's how bad of a decision yeah. that I think no, that I this agree. is. I mean, I mean, like what? You just ruined WrestleMania. Like you just like totally flipped it upside down. And okay, so let's let's talk about the people who and not. I'm not. We're not getting it to insult you. We're we're doing this out of, out of out of fairness. Okay, let's talk about the people who who say you know. Why wouldn't you want to do the two biggest stars in wrestling to face off at the biggest WrestleMania of all time? Hardcore, if you are a casual fan like us, or or, or not like us because we're hardcore and we're podcasters and we do we do this professionally and and personally, um, you know you you have to look at it from all sides analytically if you're doing it from a casual fan perspective i understand that entirely and 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 the answer that that i can that i can give you is if if i was in your position uh i would i would agree with you if i didn't understand what was going on with cody and what WWE has been telling us with Cody Rhodes for, for for the entirety of the time he came back, going back to facing Seth Rollins three times and beating him three times, why would I want to see Cody Rhodes beat Seth Rollins a fourth time? Even with a title online, why would I want to see that? What is that title? I mean, I mean, what does that title do for Cody Rhodes? Because, because yes, it might make him feel good personally if he considers that his father's title, but historically, it does nothing. Because what does that title mean? The universal title is. The, the universal title now, the universal WWE championship is the championship. Why do you think, why do you think for some ungodly reason, at one point Roman Reigns had three championships to represent that? Because that was... Three that was, three. Yeah, that was the God Mode Championship in professional wrestling not this championship the reason why seth rollins is working so hard over the last year to to get credibility for this championship is because it has none the only lineage it has is seth rollins and did you did you hear did you hear what did you hear what roman said on smackdown for for half of that time you you were you were running around in your wife's clothes. How are you going to argue with that? He's exactly right. And as a heel, that's fantastic work. But at the same time, you're kind of making my point for me. 
So to, to answer the question from the casual fans, the reason why we don't want it is because everything we're being told from a story perspective, because that's the, that's the biggest part of wrestling. That's why you love The Rock, is because of the stories that have been told. You know, that that's what you remember about The Rock. Like, you know, that's what's ingrained in your mind. You know, The Rock and Austin, The Rock and Mr. McMahon, you know, Mr. McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin. You, you know, the story is professional wrestling. If you don't have story and it's just a match based on a popularity contest, it's nothing. Look at WrestleMania 18 with The Rock and Hogan. You think you think you think the The Rock and Hogan would have been big if if, if they didn't explain what it meant to The Rock to be facing Hogan? I mean, even. Even when The Rock was a heel, he was still explaining that that um, you know Hogan was his childhood hero, you know, and, and all this other stuff. So the story is professional wrestling. That's why it matters so much to us. You know, like all day on social media is I've been preparing for this podcast. To sit down, to sit down and have this conversation with Elio, you know, all I'm hearing is like, why do, you, why are you people getting so emotional about it? Because that's what professional wrestling means to hardcore fans like us. And even if you're not a hardcore fan, why do you, why do you think so many, so many, so many fans? you know, do Make-A-Wish with wrestlers because it means that much. Why do you think Cody Rhodes is so popular with Make-A-Wish? Because he's he's that guy. How are you going to argue that Cody Rhodes isn't the guy with the work that he's put in since he came back and you're going to take that all away from him? What the hell are we doing here? Elio, did I, did I make my point? Yes, sir, you did. How and how would you grade my and and I'm I'm not being facetious or anything. How would you grade my argument based on the points that I brought up? They're all good points. Uh, Seth Rollins is the only uh, champion to for that for that uh, title. Uh, Roman Reigns is the one that you need to get the title off of because otherwise we're not we're never gonna see it. You know, and it's just and and okay, okay, and then let's let let's do this, right? Because the other the other argument that I'm hearing is, well, they're gonna do it at Elimination Chamber now because they're making Elimination Chamber a huge deal because of Australia. Well then, what the fuck did we have the the Royal Rumble for? We didn't have the Royal Rumble to see who advances to elimination chamber. They're doing what elimination chamber? What? They're doing what elimination chamber? Well, because the the other argument is that the the 
Cody's going to win the championship at, uh, you know, uh, Elimination Chamber. Why? What? That makes no sense. You know, uh, you know, I don't know. And then I was I was also reading uh, at SummerSlam that they were they were talking about doing a winner takes all Seth versus uh, Cody versus Roman. Okay, I have the perfect response to that. Okay, remember WrestleMania thirty five when everybody wanted to see Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. And Charlotte yeah. Flair somehow got herself inserted in that match and fans got pissed off. Yep. The same thing is happening here, but but everybody doesn't understand it because it's the rock. Mm-hmm. You know, and and look, I understand wanting to get the attention off of Vince. I get that entirely. You know, from a business perspective. Please don't misunderstand me. TKO, do whatever you can to to get it off of, of Vince, but don't do it at, 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 at you know Cody's expense. I mean, at the Tony Man, Bar- I, 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 I saw an interesting uh, post on Facebook for What's from that? my from my friend Evan. What's that? The Rock taking the WrestleMania main event from Cody is the most disliked YouTube video of all time with 310,000 plus dislikes already. Sounds like they turned their own universe against them. Well, that's a that's a very good point because I saw that earlier today too, um, and that was gonna be, that was gonna be the creme de la creme of my argument at the end. Um, so uh, thanks for uh, thanks for beating me to the punchline. But you you make my you make my point even even further. Um, and, I, and, I, and I didn't even mean through that. I would just open Facebook to see something, and I, that's the first uh, thing that popped up. You know, and um, but it, it, it's true. And um, and what I find what I find interesting is Tony was saying for different reasons than I was thinking that. Um, that um, Triple H did a great job at the uh, at the media event for Royal Rumble, and I was thinking, no, no, no. Well, he 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 was um, talking about it from top from Triple H's take on the wrestling aspects of things, but I was I was talking about him being evasive about about Vince, and and here's why I bring that up here, right? I don't bl- I don't blame Triple H because what was he supposed to do? But Cody Rhodes gave a better answer on Vince than Triple H did. That 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 makes Cody look like more of the company guy than Triple H. Cody Rhodes was more professional about a very uncomfortable situation than 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 TKO. And Triple H have been when he addressed because he addressed it head on and didn't flinch. And you wanna you wanna kneecap this guy and 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 take away the story and that epic moment at Hell at Hell in a Cell and and the, the history of the Royal Rumble. What are we doing? 
the entire point of the Royal Rumble is to get a main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean the last the last time you you had you had the Rock fuck with the with the Royal Rumble result. Look what happened. You got booed out of the building, and the same thing is happening now. And you think it's a good idea, Rock? I love you, man. I do, but this shit comes off as the most selfish thing I think I may have ever seen yep. in professional wrestling. I, I what? This so this is so this is. Selfish, the way and, the way he's going about it, and and for TKO who's not looking at this from a wrestling perspective, I get that, but I implore you to look at the responses that you're getting on on social media and all this backlash, and understand that it's not coming. We're not coming for you based off trying to get the attention off of Vince and, you know, and trying to do something because, you know, the injuries fucked up WrestleMania. Okay, I understand both these arguments, but I would say The Rock has nothing to do with either one of those. You know, and The Rock just contradicted himself. And, and TKO has got to look at it from the fans' perspective to understand why we're pissed or they are going to lose they are going to lose money here just like they're gonna lose money with the Vince situation if they're not careful. And I'm not I'm not even gonna address the Vince situation anymore because that's disgusting as fuck. <laughs> you know, I just you know the I made a joke the other day, it's like every day we don't do a podcast, the, the wrestling world explodes. Well, I did one last night when the wrestling world exploded, and I, you know, I felt like we barely scratched the surface. Well, I, the bomb dropped tonight, folks, because you know, I hope you understand why you know why I'm pissed off, and you know, and I, I don't mean to yell. And I, I don't, and hopefully I didn't curse too much in that in that rant. But I wouldn't even consider that a rant. I would just consider that a logical argument that I would implore any casual wrestling fan who doesn't understand our argument to to look at. You know what I mean? Uh, Elio, do you have any response before we? Uh, no, I pretty much uh, said everything. I mean, I have no nothing else to add. So, so um, you know, Elio is just as speechless as I was when the rock <laughs> came out. I mean, I was, I, 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 I was, I was, I was literally like standing in front of my TV. Like this, I was like right over here because the TV is over here to my left, and I was yeah. like, literally standing there watching this and like seeing the look on Cody's face when the rock uh, came out. I legitimately felt horrific for the guy, and you mentioned earlier, you know, that you saw that clip with him and Punk, you know, and the and the true emotion, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, you can't tell me that this is a good idea for The Rock right now to come in and face Roman 
now when the fans are so invested in the story of Cody Rhodes? I mean, this to me, this is the equivalent of fucking with Daniel Bryan back in the middle of the of Yes Movement. The Yes Movement. And right. this may be even worse. And and that's all I got to say, man, because my, my throat is getting hurt. Getting up, it's getting hurt, and my stomach uh, is uh, getting upset, and I need a drink, and I need to cool off. We'll be right back. Stay right there. All right, Ben. So that's it for this weekend wrestling. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, do we have a title for this show? Um, let's go. Rant City USA two. That oh, was, that's uh, right. Because that's right. Cause we already have a part one in the archives. Yeah. All right. Very good. Um. So that brings us to the final segment, wrestling roulette. Unless there's anything else. Wait. Uh, no. Wait, be- before we do, you have numbers. Oh yeah. Uh, let me pull it. Let me pull those up. So um, th- these are also going to be um based on some. Uh, calculations I did because Anchor um, uh, Anchor does like monthly stuff too Um, so so, um, some of these uh, some of these sound similar but if you put them all together they add up so um, for um, for Anchor itself we're still at like 6,448, um, which I know doesn't seem like much, but you have to keep in mind that only accounts for like 7% of the overall um, podcast numbers um, because like we're measured in so many uh, other places. And if you go um, here, I'll go to some of our other analytics. So um so based on that seven percent uh number um that I just told you about mm-hmm. we're we should be somewhere in the um like ninety one thousand range I would say okay. um right. for for like major web stuff. Okay. And then, and then, like, but we're all like some of this number stuff is like really hard to measure because just recently we started getting like Spotify numbers, and they're they're like skyrocketing. Um, so, um, like, what last month it was like eight hundred and seventy four uh, impressions for like thirty days. Um, is it, or no, I'm sorry. It was close to a thousand actually. Um, this, uh, this month is like 500 about, um, so it, that fluctuates. So, um, but, um, but I've also noticed through looking some at some of the analytics that you guys are, are finding us in, a lot more, a lot more places like on on the web that I didn't even know uh, we were on. Quite frankly, 
Um, oh, like what? One of them. Hold on, let me uh, let me uh, scroll down because there's a lot here. Hold on. So, so Zencaster is uh, on the come up. That 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 encompasses. 26.3% of our um, monthly um, wow. viewership uh, li or listenership this month. Spotify for podcasters, which is which is why I get so confused on on like the numbers for this show sometimes. Um, because like on the top it says, and this is aimed at you, anchor anchor. It's Anchor, not Spotify for podcasters. But um, but so, so at like I said at the very at the very top, it says all time, all time views, right? And that's what it says like six thousand, right? But then six thousand, almost sixty five hundred, right? But then you go down to these analytics, and. Like I said, uh, uh, Spotify for podcasters seven point three percent of of total viewers. Um, Zencaster twenty six point three. Uh, then we have, then we have Podbean. I didn't even know we were on Podbean. Uh, they've come up in measurements for the first time. Um, Amazon Alexa. Player FM. What the fuck is Player FM? I I had to look wow. that up. I had to look that up to see what that is. Google Podcast, um, you know, so Apple Podcast, seven point nine percent, almost eight percent. So you know, um, it's not, you know, Anchor is not measuring this all properly in terms of giving us total numbers because the the set this. I'm talking to Ellie. I'm not the audience necessarily so i'm i'm sorry because I, because some of these numbers are just confusing so i'm uh, so i'm i'm talking to you but i'm, I'm not you know? um yeah. so um so for 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 elio um like our our 30 and 90 day measurements always change but like the, I'm sorry, the 730 and 90-day measurements, but the all-time measurements never change. The only time they ever changed was when I first joined Wrestling POV. That's when that's when the podcast really took off for us, but that's the only time they ever changed. Once that's that influx, like, like before Wrestling POV, um, Spotify for podcasters or Anchor, as it used to be, accounted for 33% of our total viewers, right? Then it dropped once I joined POV, it went all the way down to seven and hadn't changed since, like at all. Um, but that's but yet, weird, but yet the, the 730 and 90 day always changes, so it's like, what the fuck is going on, Spotify? Um, so, Still, we're doing good. So based on like we're really closing in and um, on some big numbers and some 
uh, milestones and we're, we're getting bigger. And, um, and you know, this statement has never been more true. Um, if you can't find us, you're lying because we're everywhere, baby. <laughs> you know, and I, I am so excited as we approach 300 episodes. And I have to, first and foremost, I have to thank Elio. I don't know. Why did you put yourself on a movie screen? I mean, yes, <laughs> we're, we're, we're stars, but, but, there, but there's something to be said for modesty. Good God, we're not we're not the Rock putting ourselves in a WrestleMania match for the hell of it. We want to do something that's never been done before. Yeah, shoot, shoot a main event guy in the back so you can make more money. When you're the highest paid actor in the world, sure, Dwayne, that makes a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh, also I was gonna say um okay so we're back on Tuesday I'm gonna have results from tonight's New Japan show there so thank you for the numbers Ben you're welcome this is yeah. fun I love doing this yeah and we are uh, I could see us doing this thing for a long long time I have no desire to stop. Uh, any t- anytime soon. So as long as Elio can uh, put up with me and it, you know doesn't want to doesn't want to get rid of me, I'm I'm along for the ride. And uh, set and secondly, thank you to the fans. Uh, m- most importantly, um, because you know it sounds cliche. Every podcast says this, but you know. Who- Personally, I would do this even if even if we had an audience of fifty people because I just I love talking wrestling, and um, you know, growing up I was the only person in, in my family that was into wrestling, so I never had anybody anybody to talk wrestling with. It it always goes over their heads and like their eyes. I, I, I think I I think I figured out why my mom's never been a fan of this you can't understand uh how i'm into this why is that? i figured out why because when her and my aunt were growing up they were living with my uncle he had wrestling on every freaking weekend every Saturday night was wrestling he loved it i'm like are you telling me that we could have been talking about bruno Severtino and i haven't called off and all guys like that this whole time and then now i found out Oh man, so, so so it is hereditary for you. Like it, it was uh, it, it was her uncle. He was into it. That's why, like, she never like. That's why she doesn't like it now. Cause she, she, they couldn't watch what they wanted. He we always what he was watching. That or the Price is Right. Oh, well, that well, her argument makes sense as well. Yeah, but yeah like I said, you know, I would do this for fifty people because. You know, I love this, and you know, I I made one of my best not to get sappy on you, but I made one of my best friends as a result of this podcast. You know, and and that and that's not a work. That's a that's a shoot for real. Um, screw you, Rick. I can use wrestling terms. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. 
You, you hold grudges for 35 years, and I can't use a certain term for for something I've been a fan of for just as long. Are we talking? Are we talking to someone? What? Rick Flair, who said, who's a, oh, he, so he hates when fans use. Oh, I, I, I think I read that. Yeah. But anyway, um, but on with the final segment of the show. Enough with this yes. happy stuff. Wrestling roulette. Okay. Indeed. So, 21 tracks, play 10 seconds, spin as a guess which wrestler theme belongs to. We have the obstacles. Wrestler's theme shows up more than once. It is minus one point. Ben, I hope we don't get no ads in during this, but I'm sure that would uh, make him night because you just love hearing, you just love being entertained by my anger. So, guilty as charged. <laughs> All right, so are you ready for your first one? Yep. All right, here we go. Oh, for the love of all that is. Okay. <laughs> you know what? We'll be back. All right, Ben, you ready for your first track? Yes, sir. <laughs> Edge. All right, track number two. Here we go. Uh, Jinder Mahal. I don't know. That is in this sure. In the sheer. Well, in the sheer, right? It kind of counts because he comes out with them. Yeah, I'm feeling generous. All right, all right, okay. I'll give it to you. You're on with two. All right. Here we go, number three. Pat, I don't know. That is Ivory. What? Ivory. Okay. Well, no, I know who Ivory is. Yeah, yeah. The, no, the yeah, yeah, that's her theme. Yeah, I didn't get it wow. the first time I heard it. All right, here we are, number four. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. CM Punk. CM Punk. Legado del Fantasma. Why well, have Santos Escobar here? Uh, I, it's, it's the same thing. They come up <laughs> to the same song. This, this, is, this is not wrestling POV rules, Clay. This is PMC rules. <laughs> <laughs> It's a reference to last night's episode, folks, if you don't get it. Hey, Clay! Uh, yeah. You see you listen to me? Hi! <laughs> what the? <laughs> okay, number six, here we go. 
Hornets a while. Hornets a while. You're on the board with five. All right, here we go. Uh, MVP. That is Eddie Kingston. Jesus Christ. Man, cold okay. world. Okay. All right. Is terrible. Um, Lacey Evans. That is WCW Misfits in Action. Okay. All right, here. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. All right. Oh, just like that, he took that point away from me, Dad. Yes, you upset him. I don't know. Oh dear. No, he's he's upset about a lot of things. <laughs> All right, number eleven. I figure the the name is is that the Ninja Turtle gimmick from like the nineties? No. Team. No. Okay. That is the Nasty Boys. Oh Jesus. Okay. All right. Here we go. Number uh, eleven. Uh, I'm blanking on that one. That is the OC. Oh Jesus Christ! My my fr- my friends who who grew up with uh, Luke Gallows are gonna be very mad at me. <laughs> All right, you go. Is that MVP with with Omos? No, that is just MVP. Yes, you you are you are up to six. That's his. Uh, I think it was Impact Wrestling theme. You said the Return of the Ronin because you were the one that told me about this. Oh yeah, okay. No, right. that, that's actually a very good theme. It's actually All better right. than his than his WWE one to play. Oh, it's WWE theme. I don't know. Okay, here we go. 
Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. All right. The mountain. The mountain. What? I always, I always think of the segment with, um, with Daniel Bryan and uh, Dean Ambrose. You know, you know when he, when John made uh, Bryan crack yeah. with the, with his mountain outfit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number fifteen. Evolution. Evolution. I love this thing. All right. 16 years ago. I have it I have it on Spotify. This one you may have to get a little longer because That is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Okay. I absolutely love that theme. That was 15, right? 16. 16, okay. All right, 17, here we go. Akira Tozawa. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you. I know I'm proud I didn't get that. <laughs> All right, let's see who's next. Is that Karma? Nope. That is Paige. Oh, oh, fuck. I knew that one was going to bite me in the ass. I missed that one, but I can identify Orange Cassidy. Something is wrong here. I have a, I have a question. Is that how does how is that his theme song? It doesn't even fit him, his character. I don't know. <laughs> the song, the title of the song is called Jane. How does that fit Orange Cassidy? Stop. I don't know. Okay, yeah. here we go. Number number twenty. 
Maybe it makes him feel sorry and sexy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> All right, here we go. I have not a clue. That is Seamus. What? Yeah, that's Seamus. Uh, it's from, one of from, the, from is that one of those uh unchained the, things? No, it's from the bonus it's a bonus track on the music volume five. Okay. I've never heard them come out to that. Number 21, are you ready? Yes, sir. Uh, pass. I, no, that well. is The Natural Born Thrillers, WCW. Okay. <laughs> All right, that is twenty-one tracks. Your final score is ten. Well, I'm making a habit of that. I've uh, gotten ten. I've I've gotten ten a couple times. So that brings us to the end, Ben. We see we wrap up the show for the week. Until Tuesday, we will be, before we go, we will be back on Tuesday night. Ben, where are we going on Tuesday? Where will we be? We'll still be in New Jersey. We are going to SummerSlam 1989. And the number one movie on that, on August 28th, was Uncle Buck. And I love that movie. I can't wait to go and see that one. It's a classic. Yes, it's uh, one of my all-time favorites, absolutely. All right, so with that, that's the end of so. our show. I will have the results from tonight's New Japan show as well. So from Ben, I'm Elio. This has been episode 298 of the PC Progress Wrestling Podcast. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Thanks for hanging out with us during a uh, what was a very heated episode, primarily from my part. Um, but uh, hopefully you understood where I was coming from and had some fun. Uh, we'll see you next time.